What's up team, how we going? First off, I just want to say a huge thank you to all you out there for supporting this Assorted Kiwi podcast. Life is assorted, taste is assorted, our minds are assorted, and our stories are assorted. The Assorted Kiwi podcast is where Kiwis can share their assorted perspectives, ideas, and dreams. Assorted is all about Kiwis connecting through what is important to them. Every idea is important to who you are. Some may miss, but the best ideas are the ones that challenge ways of thinking and also emotionally connect people to one another. This is the definition of a sort of Kiwi. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome guys to the Sort of Kiwi show, another one in the Sort of Kiwi couch, um, right in front of the display. Um, welcome aboard, and again, thank you for tuning in, because it's just cool to be doing this, like, any chance that I do get to do in a Sort of Kiwi, and talk to a Kiwi with a story to tell, because you know the vibes. But before I introduce the guest to my left, a little bit of an intro of how I know this brother, so... It's a kind of a long story because, like, I'm 30 now. I think we probably known each other for maybe, like, 25 years, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, this is, like, a brother I grew up with, like, in primary school, like, back down in Dunedin. So, and we've got similarities of not only geographical location, but just our name as well, you know? I am the <laughs> – my name is Hamish. And to the um to my left, I've got another Hamish, and he actually went back when we were two Hamishes in the same class. He went by Ham, I went by Ish, because he's a bit older than me, but it seemed to work by, uh, by a couple of months. But it still <laughs> counted, and you were still like kind of the big guy. Like when you thought thought about like Dragon Ball Z back then, you were the Goku. I was probably a Goten. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's always been the vibes, and um. Another, another awesome thing about this brother is not only is his name Hamish, but he also goes by the name of Scapegoat Mercy when he does a lot of his music things that we've just kind of been, I've been following for ever since he's been doing it from afar. And it's just awesome to have you here, bro. So that was a, a long-winded intro. Yeah. But thanks for coming through Good to this sort of Kiwi brother. I was actually about to bring up before um, one of my favourite memories of us. Um, at your house, I think it must have been maybe intermediate, and mm. me, you, and Aparana. Yeah, shout Shouts. out to Uppy, by the way. Shout out. Yeah. Um, we took turns trying an insanely spicy chili in your kitchen. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, there was many, like, food experiments that, like, me and Uppy used to do. <laughs> like, we used to be, like, on the tuna and rice This is the one time that I, I got involved. And you just um, remember. <laughs> It's like because we always used to hang in primary school, but um, around intermediate and high school, it became a bit more intermittent. But yeah, so that yeah. that stood out as like one of the funniest times because we all just I think we went through a few liters of milk after that. Yeah, after we kind of I think so. Openly, I don't know, you know, but it's like when you're being like, like real young men, we just we just cried openly. God, <laughs> like I think it was just like I don't know. Those are the vibes though. Like I just. I doesn't a lot of my like awesome memories that I have is like from primary, yeah, right. But 
I kind of go back to quite a lot because that's kind of when I would, not to say that I was the happiest, yeah. but there was a lot of pure yeah, yeah. vibes there. And sometimes when you try to recreate those. A lot those, less clutter. Yeah, <laughs> a lot less clutter and a lot of like awesome like playgrounds when yeah. there wasn't any osh involved and stuff. Yeah. And we just had like cool vibes, you know. Um, I was thinking about it um, the other day and it's like around intermediate high school where you start to almost develop like societal barriers and kind of more boundaries about you know who you're becoming as a person when you get older you start to kind of break them down again yeah yeah 100 percent trippy you're it is trippy like, yeah you almost say like, and even like we were saying before with music it's like you know you try and develop your kind of niche and stuff and in high school and you're just like this is the best time and it's like it's not the best time it's just when you were defining yourself yeah you know? exactly and then as you get older you just like start to open up to kind of you know break down those boundaries and be like well i'm not just one aspect of myself yeah know? yeah there's probably like kind of cool thing like do you find that like everyone kind of kind of touched on that like you kind of like I feel personally, I don't know if I'm unique in this, but I know we've had conversations when we had a coffee earlier, but you kind of like start like kind of going back to basics in a way. Yeah. Like you you declutter <laughs> a lot of your life, but like you needed to experience so much to be able to understand that kind of when, where, when you're defining yourself. You kind of, you sponge it up, sponge it up. Yeah, yeah. But then you kind of rinse the sponge out yeah. and keep the nutrients that you want to keep for the path that you want to be going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've made, I've made like, a distinct effort to do that recently, moving up to Whangarei. Yeah. Because I remember I, made, I, I, like, had a lot of conversations about it when I was living in Wellington um, with, you know, people who I looked up to, um, whether it be, like, spiritually or just for guidance or whatever. Yeah. And I realised that I always felt kind of overwhelmed by, like, urban areas. Mm. And I'd always say that there's so... So many, um, kind of so many things going on that you don't even realize. Like consciously or subconsciously, you're just being um, bombarded with little notifications on your phone or even street lights or signs and every time you walk. Yeah, yeah. Like just like noise. Consciously or or subconsciously, there's just so much going on. And, And it's only when you kind of get out and you go for a walk and a lot of the time it would be up Mount Vic or whatever that you start to realise how overwhelmed you are or, or you know, like it it influences you and it guides you um, mm. whether you're conscious of it or not. Like those kind of negative... Yeah, yeah, not, e- yeah. Wouldn't not I say even negative, but it, it's just like... It, the sound of like... Four-wheel drives going up and down the road <laughs> and tooting horns. Like, that doesn't inspire, like, kind of relaxing vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were in, like, a kind of urban... We're lucky that we've... You know, for people who have been here, like, we've got nice, like, foliage out the front. Like, whether that's the right word or not, I kind of like using that because my dad uses it. But um, it's quite rare to have that. But there is... While it is quiet, there is still this undertone of yeah, kind of Yeah, there's this underlying kind of... Um, for me, it felt like a pressure... To kind of be like, well, you know, you you work heaps, and then when you're not working, you make sure you're making um, time for other people, and then not for yourself. You know, like, yeah, it would be like I'd end up just drinking heaps, Um, Mm. and 
and just to kind of numb out all of the the sensory overload that was going on and it mm. didn't leave me a lot of time to to focus on um how i wanted to develop the mindfulness eh? you know a lot of it ended up by the end of my my three-year tenure in wellington um it ended up being almost a reflex i just you know avoid university and then i'd go to work and then i'd drink with my friends and then i'd make music but you know in reflection i don't know if the music that i made was the best that i could have or at least the most inspired because i don't even know how much of me was in it <laughs> you were your man yeah and, <laughs> and I it was i don't want to discount all of the stuff that i did but it was like um i felt like a lot of it was just me forcing myself to make music um rather than it being an organic output but do you feel that like while the while the output wasn't it i hate to say that it was like forced but like the output wasn't something that you were fully like believing in because not all of you were in it, mm. isn't it? But like those grind years for you to get up to Funaday and actually have be at peace with yourself or find the time to be more reflective and mindful. Did you look back at it and you're like, yo, well, all the skill set that I've been developed has actually allowed mm-hmm. me to be more mindful when I have that time at peace? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And I like, feel like that output was reflective of, of, of how chaotic I was, you know? Like the sounds of, like, <laughs> different genres yeah, and different, like, sounds. Yeah, it was more like industrial. It yeah. was more, it was, um, more strain. It was definitely, like, it was reflective and a lot of the beats I'd make were similar. Um, and like I'm saying, like, that's why I wouldn't discount it. But I feel like um, now the stuff I'm making is a bit more whole. Natural? A bit more whole foods. You know, in comparison. <laughs> Got you. Do, and it's not to say that, like, you're, like, I mean, I mean you know, like, my kind of like value set is, like, people who can express themselves, like, I've got the massive amount of, like, kudos for, because not many people can, can do that. But mm. did you find that there was, now you're kind of on that whole food, organic <laughs> yeah. diet, because of your surroundings, it is pretty much there, yeah, isn't well, there stuff need, that tanks? Like, you need, you need... Balance? Space, yeah, you need mental space to be mindful. You you literally need you need time. You can't you can't be you can't you can't be on a very tight schedule. I know people who can be, but they are on a tight schedule where they make space for themselves to be mindful. You know? There are people there are people who are on a tight schedule but they'll make two hours for themselves to be able to focus on on how they can they had structure to their yeah, lives they so they can be the best <laughs> they person. structure so they can yep. have mental well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, what a lot of people in their 20s kind of sacrifice nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Because they, like, try and compete to be the best at what they're doing. They try and, um, you know... Try and gum for the spot that doesn't really exist. It's just, like, yeah, a, yeah. a path it's, that's it's kind of set in our, front of you. Yeah, our 20s are very competitive nowadays, you know, with all, the, all of the ability to compare yourself... Mm. online i even this is actually kind of like the whole competing stuff like i remember like back in the day like while like you weren't a man Mm. like what you were known for was like that cross run cross country like collar street kevisham like smash it smash it smash it yeah yeah i remember those times but like it was always competitive but it probably instilled that 
did it instill a lot of that like kind of drive did it still any sort okay. of drive or like no it, it kind of went the opposite way you so wanted to was, break away from it, that so it wasn't thing? even like a concerted effort to break away from well yeah i guess because it was it was like i was just i think maybe i went through puberty earlier than everyone else i was just taller i had longer legs I had leg here before everyone else. Yeah. I had a bromo before we went to freaking McAndrew. Yeah. Huh? You know, and even old, old mate Daniel Wade, he called up to me in height, you know, like it yeah, was like, Daniel it was Wade. one of those yeah, things. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel Wade. Hard. Shout um, out. And shout out just to all the like people who. College Street. College, like any, even the places that we're talking about, like just the, your real ones, like yeah, yeah. regardless of what you're doing, because you just like um, all have that drive. So. But I feel like I, I relied on natural ability and it's um you know when it came to the more academic aspects as well mm. i lacked an effort i would rely on and that that worked for me until i was about sixth form and then i i didn't even pass seventh form i didn't pass high school um because i just um lacked the effort and like the cave like you've in hindsight you probably like yeah, the skill set or like the ability to do it, but yeah, like the I drive to be able to do it. Yeah, you're yeah, just like, I nah. didn't. Well, because if nothing, like, I'm not saying it didn't challenge me, but if it didn't challenge me up until that point, then why would I have any interest in it? Like, did you find that was like kind of a, <laughs> it was a, it was a box that was like kind of, this is, this is where I kind of like see like school. It's like, school was like, yeah, it's a box. But like, sometimes like you don't want to be in a box. Sometimes you want to be in a circle, or whatever. <laughs> like I know it's like kind of makes some sort of loose sense, but sometimes the box isn't for other people. Some people don't want to be provided box a box. They want to create their own box. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that maybe in the early age it was kind of a lot of that? Like I know there's like a lot of people that I know. Like maybe um one one clear example, and it's just like shout out to Uppy again because like. Growing up, he was one that didn't. He just kind of made his own box yeah. for me, like, and that's why I've always looked up to him and a lot of other people who kind of step away from like societal norms, but like trying to do something different, but then do it for themselves yeah. and other people. If you get what I mean, like mm. help themselves, help other people, but give themselves oxygen. To be able to be the best version of himself, so the yeah, most yeah. authentic person. But sometimes you don't actually figure that out until we're around the thirty. Yeah, yeah. But like being able to these certain ones that we've experienced, like certain people that we've met along our journeys, respectively, mm. um, that at a young age already have that kind of. Yeah, yeah. They just know what they can do because yeah, I knew that I was just, I had no interest in, you know, traditional education. Yeah, um, and I tried. And like, I went to Polytech and university when I was like nineteen, twenty. Um, but you unless I you think tried I failed it. that again. But you tried it. But you tried it <laughs> I to failed understand. That too. Um, but like, just and because I really gave somewhere. it a go. But exactly. But just because you go somewhere doesn't mean that you're gonna like it. It's not like an automatically. You, yeah, well, that's you sign thing, up though, and like go in. You're like you're gonna be. A success. It was one of those like, things where where it was just like, what are your interests? And you know, I'm doing coding now. But it was the right time of my life for me to go into mm. coding. Mm-hmm. Back then, I was still interested in computers, so I went to do like hardware and um, repair and blah blah blah. And it was it was really interesting. But mm. the structure of the education 
I didn't gel with. I wasn't interested at all, you know, so I didn't end up passing. And that was my parents' attempt to, to be like, you're a smart person, you know, you just need to find out what you're interested in. Yeah. Um, but it was when I was failing at that course that I realised uh, I wanted to pursue music a bit more. Mm. And I wasn't like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to do this as my freaking vocation. Yeah. But it was um, when I realised that in my downtime, that's all that I'd do. <laughs> it, like listen to just it was, it live was, and breathe yeah, music. It was, it was, it was something because I'd, I'd, you know, I'd get more out of sorting my friggin' iTunes library in alphabetical <laughs> order than I, than I did trying to make a partition on somebody else's hard drive. You if, know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> if you got a, got a question about that, like I was, do you? When it came to like iTunes libraries or like iPods and stuff, were you really like particular in OCD when it came to like sorting it out like, and the correct names yeah, yeah. and stuff and album covers and yeah. sourcing and bringing the art to that kind of new form digital thing? Yeah, this is a real I, I, I really I had a I had a really rigid structure of how it was sorted out, and I think that ended, you know, around twenty two when I moved away and sold my computer and stuff. Yep, and I really got into my own music which is a totally different thing. Um, but, yeah, I had this real intense structure where it was like I would always have the artist and then the song name. Yeah. And then I would have the brackets and then we would have feet without a dot, yes. low case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had to be the same bracket sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah, system, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, It couldn't be featuring. Yeah, yeah, it had to be feet. It had to be feet, eh? F-E-A-T, without the dot. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd spend hours on that, man. And it was just, it was um, something that I developed from, you know, to all of the different uh, pirating kind of programs yep. over the years. I think mm. it started Napster and then maybe went Winamix and then LimeWire. Yeah. And then it kind of went on to almost um, Torrents after that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, Torrents made it easier to have like that structure, but there were certain mods that I still have to make to like, Son names, but like if yeah, you did yeah. LimeWire, it would be like real jumbled up. Or even if yeah, some yeah. torrents, like the whole album would be out of sync and you would have to reorder them. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a, a very random thing, but it's kind of, I'd like to like. It was a testament to how much you appreciated. Yeah. Music. And that's what I was just about to segue to because, you know, while we probably, the last time we were kind of like in a similar circle was intermediate, so to speak, like we were kind of in the peripherals then, more in primary school, but then we were diff- we, we, we went to different high schools, but even in Dunedin, while it's still small, um, there's overlap between Kings and Otago boys, but like sometimes it's yeah, just... Not just all like of them, please. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like ice hockey like tournaments and stuff like that, or ice hockey games, and like it was this kind of organised like fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like... I always have respect for Kings Boys because, like, I grew up with them. Yeah. You know, it was just like parents' decisions. It was like one of those of things where it's like McAndrew yeah. and Tahuna had beef until we all went to Kings, and then that was, was all fine. good. Yeah, and then you know when you get into the big wide world, I freaking everybody from Dunedin kind of put their differences aside, and then they're just like, "Well, Jaffers, am I right?" No. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I found after high school, man. Like, there's a lot of people that, like. I feel that myself, I've always been in this, like, middle ground. Like, kind of was friends with a lot of people, made the effort to get to know everyone. But I wasn't, like, clicky. I wouldn't do that stuff. But all the people who maybe, like, teased me because I would talk to, like, 
people that no one wanted to talk to yeah. at the end of like uh like seventh form or even closer to sixth form seventh form it was all good yeah you know what i mean like all that like angst and stuff is just people trying to find their own lane and the yeah, pressures i that just i, I had, never understood i never understood that uh, i you know i had a pretty i was i was a pretty rough around the edges but i'd i'd never I'd, I'd try and make it an even playing field for everyone. I never, yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like bullies. I didn't like people who consistently, you know, got bullied. I just kind of, I didn't really subscribe to any kind of jock stuff or script stuff. I like, didn't really yeah. kind of like, you know, I didn't. I thought, I, you know, quote unquote nerds or whatever. We're just ten times more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of the time, I can um, people it. who it's, grew it's up awesome. with, um, you know, who had to actually try, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a, I just, mean, it's like that's why, like, I I look at it like, I mean, it's just funny. Like growing up, you like there's always these boxes, and yeah. like I deal with it at work because I deal with market research <laughs> stuff, and like people like try and like. People treat people like numbers or put them into these groups, like segments. Like you can't really put like people into like seven categories and that's representative yeah. of nation because everyone has nuances. Like based yeah, on yeah, it's real strange on on where our paths go because like you've got nuances in the fact that you were in Dunedin and yeah, then we you were went down to in this we thing. were down in South Dunedin. Apparently, that's one of the lowest decile populations in New Zealand because the rent's so cheap you can live off the benefits. So, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people don't have jobs because they can just live off the benefit type if stuff. You think about South Dunedin, <laughs> like, it's right next to all the beaches. Like, that's it's, now, it's like, so you strange. think about, like, 30, like, 30 years, it's like, oosh. Because a lot of people who we grew up with, I used to think you were well off compared mm. to me, you know. And then I went to McAndrew and people would think I was well off. And then I went mm. to high school. And then people went Columba right. and John McLash and yeah. were just like, how next are level. you so rich? And then it was just like, well, maybe this whole comparison thing is kind of a moot point. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make. Yeah, the whole comparison. It's like thing maybe, <laughs> maybe we should uh, attempt to find similarities rather than differences. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that's why I always like tried to like. I always was like, quite open, and but I always had like kind of a small circle. It, and happens, it was only it just because I was only a it child. In music, though. Yeah, it happens in music. It's just like, well, you know, you didn't have to. You didn't have to struggle. You know, you didn't have to do this and be like, well, you know, let's... Uh, there was one thing I did. I was just like, well, why are we comparing who struggled the most? Because it's just going to be, you know, kind that, of just... The output of... Recycling our suffering until, you know, we just... <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it's just like, this is like, kind of like, take away any sort of, like, things. Like, no. we're people in a room, and we have the ability to kind of create, let's just, that's the commonality, and yeah. let's just move forward. Because like, that's, that's why thing. I kind of moved away from making um, more traditionally darker, heavier stuff, because I ended up realising that I was just recycling the negative elements that I was, you know, everybody's just like, it's a vent. It's a way how I process my problems, you know. And it was for me as well. Yeah, but you probably there learned was a, a lot through that process. I started, there was a point where I started recycling the stuff that I was meant to be processing. You know, because yeah, when, yeah, you know, when you have those problems that you you find, you know, hard to hard to 
process, you you can't just attempt to understand them. You need to you need to be proactive about you know. Yeah, you you can um you can write them down. This is what I've learned. And it, it definitely helps. You can, you but there was a them. point where I got where it stopped helping. <laughs> but like the, the thing is like you can write it down and you can talk about it however it the next step is actually exactly. there it's, is a next it's step. the next step isn't just writing it down and then that's all good and merry and you go on it's actually like why have I written this down why am I feeling this way why yeah. do I, is this theme keep coming up okay do I need to make some changes and yeah and then and then up? it's like one of those things where it's just like right. and you can acknowledge there are changes that you need to make but then you need to make them and it's and, and it's and outside of outside of music and there's yeah. a point where you trying to process that negativity and all of those things they can start to and especially if you're looking for um, any sort of validation from the community mm. it can start to define you and perpetuate yeah yeah the negativity huh. and that was that was somewhere where I almost found myself that you know when we were Talking before about how mm. you know that sensory overload and and kind of those negative associations. That was another reason why I felt like I was in a loop of a hamster, a, a hamster <laughs> wheel. Like, oh, don't! I, I no, 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 I only you say it. I no, no, I only say it because like my, my growing up, I was called a hamster. Um, oh, but it was true. actually funny. Yeah, my granddad called me the hamster, like horrible no hamster. Um, and that's what he only called me hamster, like. You never call me anything I else. Should've, I should have got more ham jokes, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really know. I never really got jokes, but... I didn't get as many... I think I think I got more nicknames because nobody could pronounce my last name rather than my first name. I used to... Just, in high school, that's probably when I, I went by Mush. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I like, got some people hey, calling mush. me Mushy. Just Mush. <laughs> like, I mean, I hated it. The big, oh, I don't really like... I kind of, it's kind of an error. Like, I don't know who called me Mush. Like, someone does call me Mush, and I was just like, okay, that's not my name. I think it wasn't like, I don't know what it was, like, on the way to the bus or something. Like, hey, Mush. You, you like, pinpointed like, you, the not, exact time when it started. Yeah, yeah no, it really affected me. Yeah, like, I'm trying to put it into that little black box somewhere in the ocean. But I think, like, the thing is, like, I know I digress with the whole hey, Mush things and nicknames, but. Retrospectively, like what I just did and what we've all just done is like retrospectively looked at things. Yeah. And but it's like being able to do that can actually like it can be confronting, but like there's certain dimensions or certain perspectives you can go, you can decide how far back you go, how deep you go. But you've already you're kind of writing your own thesis at the every single waking moment. Mm. But there are experiences that like kind of change and like define not define you, but like kind of monumental times of like your life where you've you've made a like a little shift that led you to this and then this and this. Mm. But retrospect like retrospectively looking at anything is a skill set in itself. Yeah. Because it can be quite confronting because people are kind of striving to not look behind, if you yeah. know what I mean, but run away from it. Yeah, yeah. It's not to say that it's the right thing to do. I don't know, like what it's do you not think right about or that? wrong, and it takes you know, uh, and it takes any given amount of time to figure, you know, process things like that. Oh. You know? Like, I found that for me, I found that um, there was like a nihilistic tendency where I 
I would always, you know, like how do you say it as a source of inspiration almost in a negative way, like I was saying. I'd almost perpetuate a negative because I'd look back and almost in a like a a pessimistic way, you know. You look back at your life I, yeah, a, yeah, a lens exactly. like you had sunglasses because, on, uh, not yeah. normal. What's eyes. the opposite of rose tinted? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, because yeah. I like I had a lot of amazing positive memories, but there was um, something in my life I don't know what it was, but I just always look back and I would focus on all of these. Uh, negative, yeah. I wouldn't say traumatic, yeah. but negative experiences. It'd that, be hard to find those glimmers of <laughs> yeah, yeah. sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Even though you've, even though yeah. they've got like multiple ones, yeah. but it was <laughs> all of the glimmers. You and, know? And, and that's probably like where and you've you've made that change to be able to have that time yeah. of taking away the noise and the clutter and the distractions or whatever to actually, yeah. Because you do you feel that I, like you're in more control. Not control, but like you're more, you know yourself more well, than you I ever feel have like now. It, like yeah, you need the space to be able to understand what in your head. Um, paths mm. your brain is taking that leads you there and then take a different one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need to understand your own, um, your own thinking yeah. and you need to be able to be like, okay, this is, this is going down a route that I need to consciously change have you heard of like a SWOT analysis before yeah definitely yep strengths weaknesses opportunities threats yeah such an underrated like tool like doing many SWOT analysis is actually kind of like kind of a good like kind of gauge point of just because like every day like you experience different things it's not to say that you have to do a SWOT analysis sounds so heavy but I mean, like if you I mean, like create different ways, you, you know? have to yeah, but you have to create your own. You have to create space for you to be able to do that because, like, as you said, like if you're in this like cycle of just mm, yeah. eat, sleep, repeat, create, but 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 you haven't, you're not taking a rest to exactly do it. Which like I I'm guilty of that because I get like energy from like creating stuff, but then I know now and you know with my <laughs> bipolar and there was probably the turning turning point for me. Yeah, I always had it. Like, it made so much sense, like, just the way that I was, like, psyche. That, like, there'll be times that I'll go super high, and I'll just keep going, keep going, and then I'll burn out, and I'll get, like, Bleh. Yeah. But then, when I came more aware of it, it allowed me of, like, okay, I'm conscious that I have this, so when I go high, I know when to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know when to stop, because I just did go too close know. to the sun. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, like, it was, like, I kind of put speed limits on myself. But it was, again, it was, like, structure. Like, it was, like, what you were saying earlier about mm. when people were strict with their time. It's, like, being strict with, um, they know what they're going to output, mm. like, what they aspire to do or impact or whatever. But what are the guardrails and what's the the foundation? What does the table look like? Yeah, I think it's, a, yeah, like, exactly. So what's the foundations? On, like, focusing on the little things, the consistencies, rather than yeah. the peaks and the troughs. You know the big things. So the big things can seem massive, but like sometimes even the small break things. Break them down. Yeah, break <laughs> break them down to small things and manageable things. So like, don't. Like, it, that's that's. I was very guilty of that. You know, little that things yeah. became massive things, and then massive things <laughs> were colossal. Yeah, elephants. Yeah, exactly. They're just like constantly with you, though. Because that was um, it's so cool that like this is probably the first. I wouldn't say it's first. Like every sort of Kiwi's different, bro. Like. Because that's exactly the point. 
every every single sort of kiwi is different. That's the point I'm trying to make with everything because mm. everyone has different um, sponges mm. or use of it. But um, it's cool that we've been able to like talk about a lot of this stuff so openly and transparency because I mean we share yeah we share similarities from a birth birthplace. Name, name. <laughs> earlier, Dunedin, probably the first Dunedin thing. is weird, and it's only going to a place like Whangarei where I realize it's but weird. Do because you, <laughs> do you find like this is a question like, like this is about to be me bagging on Dunedin for like ten minutes? <laughs> do it. Like this is what I was going to ask. Like, do you like? Did you within your journey? Because I felt it when I left. Because you went. After you were in Dunedin, and then you went to Melbourne, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, did you go to Melbourne as a way of like, yo, I just need to get out of here? Like, there isn't a sense, was there, back then, was there a sense of like, because it wasn't like the kind of the thing, like people stayed there, yeah. but like it was quite rare to kind of like be bold and like I'm going to go somewhere co- totally different. Like I felt mm. like it was, there was only people a fair usually, few people. <clears throat> there was a group of people. You know, like hipsters, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and they'll just go Wellington, Melbourne, and then either veer off to Berlin, London, you know. Wherever. That was the stepping stones. Yeah. Um, Do you Did you use Melbourne as a way to, like, escape to switch it up? Not, not, um, escape, not, not escape to Neden. I'm not saying that, but nah, like, like, just I, a change I, of scenery. I don't even, I, Didn't even know why you I was comfortable in Dunedin, but every, all of my friends left, and... Like, I okay. didn't really have <laughs> an identity without a squad around. So I was just like, yeah, I might as well go. Um, also, my girlfriend at the time really wanted to travel. Mm. And I've realised that I, I don't really like travelling at all. <laughs> so like, tra- unless you wanted to go travelling overseas. Yeah, but that no, was not, kind even, of like not even just, that. Just I just don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it half as much as, you know, 90% of people. I mean, you say travelling like outside of New Zealand. Yeah, even within New Zealand, I'm just like... Stay in my... Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, I'm one of those people who, who likes to curate, you know, my, my environment. Your own vibe. Yeah. That works best for you, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying... Because, like, I try and get out of the house every day. Because, you know, coding isn't a very outside endeavour. And Quite an isolating music screen. Music production isn't yeah. a, an outside endeavour either. Um, so I try and get outside every day for other sort of like natural mm. forms of inspiration and energy or yeah. colors. But like, like I feel as though, um, to me, like I always, I always try and find connection with people, regardless of where in the world they are. Yeah, know? just people as people. Just be, people. Your story. And you say that as well. Yeah, you, know, you always try and find. There's there's depth to literally everyone. You know, I think it's that word sonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's uh, like everybody has their own backstory. Everybody has their own aspirations. Well, everyone has like a purpose where they're trying to gun, gun for. Ev- and literally everyone everybody. Ha- Why ev- is everybody, you know, like, and I understand that different cultures can have you reflect on you differently, but um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, for me, I would like to go somewhere and live there for like a month or two and really get to know somebody. I don't find much fulfilment in going to a place for a week, taking some photos. And shopping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting some fake Ralph Lauren from a market, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I would care more about who I'm travelling with. But then... At the same why time... Why would that need to be changed by 
uh, setting. Yeah, hard. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm, someone asked me, and um, this is probably the first time I'm going to say it, but like, I don't even really tell many people that I'm like, I'm leaving my job, but I'm doing it for like a clear reason. It's like, I already feel like this urge, and this is me. It's like, even if once you find what drives you and what you want to do, just follow it. Like, um, yeah. I've never really been a massive like OE overseas thing. I just don't know what it is. Like, I'm just a very much like I want to have aspirations going overseas. So these places like America, um, South America, some Europe stuff. But like, I just know that I can go there later on like something <laughs> to build towards like i'm not in a rush to go yeah like, I'm, I'm like i'm probably I'm trying gonna to be on a cruise ship later on and i'll have those <gasps> things maybe i'll like go over and like buy a tent and i'll sleep under the stars somewhere like but i'm not in a rush to do it like i feel like for me i'm real there's so much of this country that i want to just like vibe up like for me and but it's my decision like <laughs> i'm not listening to anyone else i used to i used to like feel like okay even me moving up to Auckland was kind of like, oh, it's the thing. <laughs> like, sweet. And at the time, like, the girlfriend that I was with, like, she had family up here and I followed up. And if I didn't do that, if I didn't branch out and take that risk, because I didn't even have a plan, I just kind of went with the vibe. Um, it wasn't the, the, the nicest vibe, but I learned to be a bit more resilient yeah, through yeah. all the process. And that's probably one thing that I want to talk to brothers, like, I use, I talk to a lot of people about like the theme of resilience and that link with like your own like development and yeah. understanding like your own resilience as an individual and like your ability to kind of act on the spot but also like know yourself. I know you get what I'm saying. It's like the power of resilience. Do you have you found like like the value of being a resilient individual? Sometimes it's a hard journey to get I, there, but like, what what does that mean to you? Like the word resilience or any of that sort of stuff. I find um, that I don't I don't really appreciate it. <laughs> Just a curveball, and like, and you mean like I don't? You're like I, um, I don't resi- appreciate it. Like, like to, like, to to me, like there's to you? like I yeah exactly yeah. Then break it down. So like for me, there's power and. Vulnerability. Mm. There's a massive power and um, an openness and vulnerability. Yeah. And in a truly, you know, safe space, you shouldn't have to be resilient. That's what I was gonna say. Because like, you know? I, I, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. It's, it's like, like when you, pressure you of being older, resilient. You see, you see, you see people getting older, and, and you see like basically two things: either they're hardened, yeah, resilient, and they object to change. They 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 they're, 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 they're hard-boiled eggs, but they're gooey in the inside. But yeah, like yeah. they just but need no, to but, be. But like it takes too long for people to crack it, and as you get older, you, you, you lose friends, and and yeah, they, you know, and That's it's like, like say, it's one of those things. Where it's interesting. Like, it's, it's like interesting. I I I appreciate resilient people, and I I you know I hope I hope I make the effort to get to know. Yeah. people but i hope that i also um help them open up so yeah. they don't have to be because ah, resilience i find it's like such a negative word but like any word like not any word but like i look at resilience not necessarily as a negative that's word my, yeah that's but my like, yeah, yeah. You know? but <laughs> everyone has a different definition <laughs> yeah, eh? absolutely but like i respect that definition because like you, that's what you that's s- that's one of the problems of the typical southern man that i that i had 
Like when you drive down, say, like <laughs> when you drive in Central Otago and he's yeah, wearing stubbies on I, a farm, and there was like but that, that rugged. That was that was something. That was an archetype for a reason. That was something to be. That um, was like that was that was the goals. Hard for a working, lot of blood, so, sweat, and tears. Yeah. yeah, and it was only there was a later lot on in reflection that it was just like, and obviously, there's you know, in the last. Decade or two, there's been ongoing conversations about mental health and, and being open about it. Especially with males, eh? Yeah, especially with males, yeah, absolutely. But it's like, that, that was like counterintuitive to, to what we were brought up with as the archetype. You know? Yeah. And, and I that, that was one of the things about the South that, uh, that I really didn't appreciate. Down on itself, just that like kind of very like... And I know that it happens everywhere, mentality. but in Dunedin, that was that was our version of a hardened masculine male was just like yeah it was a you know southern man. trade yeah this, this. Yarns. it like to be creative and, and i fall back on that i still have those fucking shit southern yarns like i have a tool belt of shitty southern yarns yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, but that's like part of dna but i try like, and balance it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i i have a like a how do i say it it's like not defined by like being southern, but there are like values that I take from it yeah. in terms of where, like, kind of some of my drive. However, um, it's kind of like southern sensibilities. No, not sensibilities. Mm. What you? Yeah, I'm trying to see the word. It's like when you say it's like southern southern sensibility, but like a global understanding or like a, a wider understanding. Yeah, absolutely. If you get what I mean, like you can be the values that you outside a hardened thing, like. Everyone, every archetype has like some values that you would aspire to be like positive wise, not like about like being hard or anything like that because mm. that's bullshit. Like, just like in terms of, I don't know, like, it's, it's not unique to anywhere. Like, there's values about like being just cool and friendly, like, and just, I don't know, like, <laughs> not uptight. Like, it's not like a, a value. It's just like kind of, I don't know, like, you decide to be like that or you just are. But, um, one thing I was kind of, I know, kind of tangent around, but... Oh, we love them. I love them. <laughs> but, like, cre- being creative back when we were growing up in primary school, like, even in the 90s, right? Hmm. wasn't really... I felt that it was kind of... It wasn't really a thing. Like, it was very much sport. Like, yeah. if you did art, like, it's one of it was a kind of an easy way out. But actually, it's just expressing yourself. It's, it's, it's one of those things like, that, once again, I'm going to do it. bag on Dunedin. Do it. It was like, you either did sport or trade. <clears throat> you yeah. know? And there wasn't a lot of room. You're either like a nerd or a jock, or you're, you're basic. <laughs> and there wasn't really much room <laughs> and for manoeuvring. And this basic in the middle thing. And especially as, especially as like a brown person. Mm. Literally, yeah. the, the it was like either you're like a prospect, <laughs> or you're like a a goody yeah. good jock. You're either, and it was like, yeah, there wasn't yeah. a lot of room to maneuver. There wasn't like there wasn't a lot of depth of character or like any kind of role models where they were doing things differently that, back that then. weren't totally defined by their identity as a Pacific Islander or, or a Maori. Do you did you think that like that? And maybe that was my. Uh, that, that was my view when I was being brought up. And is that where you probably, like, gravitated to, like, artists? Yeah, well, because like, the one like person the I had was my dad, yeah. who was, like, a jazz guitarist, as well as having a PhD in statistics. So the so balance of that, yeah, yeah. the balance of, like, And also, like, unusually, like, liked 
Akita Kurosawa in Star Trek. You know, like it yep. was like my biggest influence. Yeah. Um, but like at the same time, I thought he was an anomaly because everyone I was surrounded by was just like, that's that's one of the pitfalls of education. It's just like, what are you, what's your passion? Okay, that defines you now. <laughs> like, like yeah. pursue that to the nth degree, and th- and that's 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 your one defining feature now. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of room to be like, well, I want to try this, or yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to leave I'm, high school. I'm not happy here as but like, a multifaceted human. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. it's that box, circle, triangle, whatever thing. Like, it's I don't know. Like, we're so far removed from like how we're there. We're like we're studying. We're, no, we've we've accepted like tuition into the school experience now. Mm. That's what we live by now. Like that's what we're doing every day. So and once like, again, like that, that take that with a grain of salt. Because, yeah. You know how I view my upbringing yeah. is. Once again, like sometimes it can be a bit pessimistic. Like what you were saying, <laughs> that's like when you look back at stuff and you're like, and, and when you're younger, stuff. you have very, you know, a very limited view. You know, it yeah. takes a lot of hindsight and and retrospection to really realize the kind of. Areas that you could have explored more, you know? yeah. Huh. But and and but it's when you realize that that you're just like, okay, now I can and make good on that. Basically, now yeah. I can make the effort where where I lacked it in the past. Hard, and I think mean, that's like, yeah, no, there's a massive respect, bro. Word, word. And that's why I, I, I really I love that shit. I love that shit because like it's it's not said enough. Like it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay not to be okay. Like. But it's okay just to be you. Like, like individuality is, like, something that is the only thing that you have. Like, when you're by yourself, like, like that's, yeah. that's where I find when I've had, like, many times, and this is maybe because my psyche is, like, only child, where I would be very comfortable by myself. However, it would be always lonely. Mm. But then I do get energy from other people, but... I like being by myself. Yeah, in my own and I'm like almost the opposite because I grew yeah. up with like three sisters who are really social. Yeah, I like always need people around, and I'm like yeah. almost like a serial monogamous. I'm always in a relationship, right? You always <laughs> have to have. <laughs> I, I always need like some some vibe, something yeah. to so like. It's, it's it's like I don't know if it's like an insecurity or or a lack of kind of like how I view myself, but I I yeah. almost like can't trust my own. Point of view. I need like a trusted advisor. Uh, yeah, I, I need I, an advisor. Yeah, and but it's not like like I I you know I'm I'm not saying I need somebody to pull pull the weight. You know, I don't yeah. need. I make the effort where it's necessary, so it's a balance, and and I help her when she needs help and blah blah blah. blah. Well, so it's, but it's, it's like teamwork. I just need yeah exactly. It's collaborative. It's, it's collaborative. <laughs> it's um, it's one thing that I like you now we're having like men is, um. Just who was with the boys last night about like where things have gone to now. Like we kind of like talk about these different things, but back in high school, it was like it was always well, back in school, younger, like in the nineties, it's like very much like like it's competitive, competitive, competitive. Like you had to have your own like thing. Like <laughs> it's like you didn't really like share experiences a huge amount. Like you didn't do a huge amount of collaboration apart from in the playground. Like cool, but like. Now, like, we live in this world, like, it's encouraged to collaborate and, like, build relationships that are meaningful and, like, learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, From really all good. sort of things yeah. internally as well as, like, 
learning skills. Great, right? great, great again, like interdependence. It's it's really good. Yeah, and it's that because that's that the only energy. way how we'll push forward. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because like, if you think about like, and this is where you kind of touched on it, like, like outside of your dad, like influences, like because that they're people who are expressing their art for other people to like learn from, and then they're able to create something to do whatever. Like, I know like these certain artists maybe like growing up that you listen to or different vibes or different genres but mm. and, and it's hard because like sometimes influences for me bro and I've talked to a lot of other like people on the whole show is influences isn't just like isn't just a type of person it's not even a, it's not even a person it could be something like like what are like you a concept of, a concept like what is the what gives you that like kind of like creative juice if you give it a man like like what is it that you look to for inspiration to even start your journey? Like, what got you into what you were doing? Blade Runner. Oosh. <laughs> Fire. Is it just, like, from, just in terms of, like, music and Honestly, just aesthetic was, and all this like sort of stuff? Everything, yeah. There was something, like... you incorporate that in a lot of your, like, cover art as well. Like, you have, like, oh, a lot yeah. of the cars this, this and weird, then just Like, the weird intersection of, like, film noir and science fiction. Mm. Like, classic and... That you know, forward paper wavy sort of like distinctive, but yeah, like, but like also relatable. like you know, you're you're an old school detective in a science fiction universe. You know, like you're the relatability in a sci-fi world. It yeah, isn't yeah. Star Wars and Star Trek. And it was like, like and it was always like a th- science fiction was always a theme because it was like people's excuse to basically shred modern day problems under the guise of it being like a fantasy universe. Yeah. You know, but like the thing about Blade Runner, that's like someone just driving around in a Tesla now or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's like it's 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 not. It's it, it's these multiple undercurrents of like the materialism of our society, how we're destroying the world for our own ego. You know, like yeah, heaps yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But even further than that, when I was making music for a good amount of time, how I like kind of started my stuff off, and it's like I'd always picture it myself in like a post-apocalyptic kind of scenario you know in like a bleak future because at the time yeah. that's kind of how i viewed life in general that's why <laughs> I mean, I like, it was dark man. that's why like, i like that deltron 3030 album yeah, yeah. because it's like it's set in the year 3030 in a pop, pop yeah, post-apocalyptic world that's blah, blah, why blah, i like um, but it's concepts like concepts of like transporting you to somewhere that like doesn't exist but it's it's created from nothing like it's this world that like feels like safe or I don't know. Like you, it was. It was weird. weird. Like it was. It was like a weird. Like maybe it influenced me more than know. But like there was a weird comfort in just like there's nothing. There's nothing outside anymore. You know, like it's like <laughs> you have to make you have to I'm, make your own I, comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's what I was like saying. But the whole only child thing. It's like even if you're only child or you like have like sisters and all that sort of stuff and like decent big family and people around. There are times when it's just like by yourself and it's like what you do in those times that can be like quite like a learning thing. Like mm. where do you, for me, like when I'm by myself, like someone asked me this stuff day, and I was just like, when I'm my happiest, it's like when I'm in my car driving to a destination. Like I've got a goal of going down yeah, to Auckland to Welly, but like I don't know how I'm going to go there. But I'm gonna like make it up as I go along. Like the destination is there, and then I'm gonna like be inspired by turning down this one road because I just feel like it, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the music that I'm listening to, whatever. That's when I'm happiest. Like, it's yeah. like utopia to me. But like even when I'm like go back down to Dunedin because I, I resented like Dunedin. I never wanted to go back. 
because like, I was just wanted to go back with something to prove. But then that was a, something of like a I was predisposed to this idea that I had to come back with something. Yeah, but yeah. I was already something, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was weird. Like it was just pressure well, that's, that I put that's, on myself. It's, it's one like, of those things hell, though. It's bro, like, like, well, that's coming home with something. It's no, it doesn't need to be something you've built. No, maybe it's, it's something you, you found in yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Right. And, and it coming, takes a while to come to that. Yeah, it's coming normal to be like that now. We're not be like that. I mean, oh, what am I trying to say? But like, it's it's not material stuff. It's like coming with a look at you sharpen your sword mm. a little bit, or I don't know. Like you've learned something. Do you know? Like I don't know. Do bro. you know what I find annoying? Right. What's that? And it's something like you grow up, right? And uh. you're trying to be a, a, a fucking edge lord, right? You know, when, when you're younger, <laughs> I haven't heard edge lord in you, so you're long. Just, you're trying to be like a troll, like it just. You're trying you're, to just be you're edgy. You're just trying to get all of the lingo right. You're trying to nail yeah, yeah. Your, your New York accent. You know, you're trying like to just yeah. there's you're trying to be edge lord 101. You know, yeah, you're, you're trying to be. You're different. trying to be young lean 2001. But like, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. You, when you when you talk about mental health and vulnerability and all of that shit, and you know when you're being writing it down, you come across a lot of like things you've encountered in the past. You know, like everyone views it as like almost like lame and basic, and all you know, there's like I mean, like the stuff you write down as lame and basic, or no, like like and when you're talking about it, you know, they're just like oh. There they go again, you know. You're <laughs> ranting about your problems or something. Yeah, rather. yeah. It's just like oh, somebody else who's just being open, you know. It's just like you know, and it's like it's like if you were in a good place and all you want to listen to is, you know, clubhouse, and then you hear somebody talking about being open with your feelings, you're going to be like, oh, that's pretty basic, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> you mean like that's where it's come to now, like the openness of like everyone's being open, so it's become basic. No, no, I'm saying like if you're not in the space where you need to be vulnerable, then you mm. can view it as like a weakness. I guess. Got you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's not seen, yeah, it's been seen as a weakness for so yeah, long, but yeah. it's actually a strength. And like a lot of it, like, like a, and it was it was so strange because it was like you can be you can be angry but not sad. It was okay to be angrier, but you couldn't be sad because there was yeah, like yeah, you exactly. were hopeless being yeah, there. Yeah. You're yeah, allowed yeah, to yeah. be like angry. You're allowed to make like keeping music, but when it came to like being vulnerable, it was viewed as just like that's why I liked the Wellington scene because, because it, like, it, it enabled just, you to be. who You could actually just be like, "I'm going through some shit and it sucks," and I'm going to write something about it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. just going to. That's why I was just like, I'm, I'm yeah. blessed being surrounded by those homies because like I wouldn't have been able to process it, you know, vocally if if I didn't have that. You didn't scene have like you didn't have the scene time, of yeah. like people in the vibe because it's like if you're just by yourself in your room, you'd be limited <laughs> yeah. to that and box yeah. that you could create it for yourself. But like you're not like getting other experiences like or it, other perceptions. Yeah, because like, like you know, I guess if I had influences growing up, like even like um, it wouldn't be specific people. I guess like Saul Williams was a big influence. Oh yeah, you know, kind of more spoken word stuff. Trent Reznor, yeah, Lorne. Mm. But like it, w- I would always gravitate towards um, kind of more emotional songs from people who weren't traditionally. So you know, like for instance, um, Timberland Magoo, "Hold On." Yeah, you know that song. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Wyclef John. Yeah, that song was like it was on Fire. one of my basically all of my playlists because it was talking about you know 
being more vulnerable and being more open. And then, you know, the next song would just be another <laughs> slapper. straight bang. It's a slapper, yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah, like, yeah. A, you know, the moment of respite when I needed it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess um, when, when I f- tried to explore what I was drawn to creatively, those were the ones where I felt like I wasn't just regurgitating the latest trap music. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's what that's why I find, like, and that's it's, why it's like it's substance, say, eh, versus like that's why you know everybody has everybody has their particular view on the world, and everybody has their problems they're dealing with, and even the most like sheltered person with the best upbringing probably has like things. some really valid things that they are dealing with. Well, you everyone know? has the end, like this is where like I'm, I'm quite. I, I have a view of like that's like, why it's everyone like has their own like things that they're dealing with, but like just because it's like someone who's like I know, these are super extremes, but like someone who's like born in poverty versus someone who's like in a rich life, it's like mm. it's like not more money, more problems, but there's. Problems for that person that mean the world it's to them. You know what I mean? Based. It's all, yeah. but it's all relative. Like exactly. in that world, they came into that world, but then they still have their own struggles of relativity within that. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to respect people's own like individuality. That's when it's like, like don't you know? Like compare comparing struggles is not going to get anybody anywhere. You know, just helping people through struggles. Talk, talking about struggles and understanding why it's a struggle and providing like guidance like that's more constructive than disregarding the struggle and not wanting to hear it or yeah. not hearing someone out. Yeah. In other words, like, it's fire. Man. Because I remember, because, um, like, I've been to, like, a few therapists over the years. Mm. And, you know, that helped. But then, like, at a point I'd always kind of, like, be like, oh, I don't know if they're diminishing my experience, trivialising my problems because they're not as... You know, like they're not in tune to yeah, you as much as you are. Well, then, yeah, they're not. They're not as. They're not as heavy as they used to, maybe. And it was like, yeah. but they, you know, they're things that I really can't overcome. And so I just go to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, at least you're like you're going to other people. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, you were still talking to people. Yeah, like you're. Well, finding, it's one of those things. You're like finding I, your I, consultants. I really, I place. really like. I'm just like, if you got, you need somebody who's. Because, you know, like I was saying how, like, I'd always been in a relationship and I realised pretty soon that, like, you can't go to your partner with all of your problems. They've got their own problems. You need somebody outside of the relationship. Yeah. And that's where, like, I I value... You don't want to put unnecessary pressure on on something that should, you know... Yeah. Like, it's what I have value and, like, good respect for, like... I don't know if this term existed, but I have like bro and sis consultants, right? Oh yeah, this. You know, man, I call them that. Like, like Ryan Johnson, aka Should Be Sweet, is like top tier bro consultant for me because he's yeah. probably the one that knows me a lot. Even Uppy to a degree, bro, because even though we haven't really like seen each other physically, he's the one who knew me when I was in that free state. Mm. Which, when you were a kid, it's kind of like really like when you were like super free as an adult that you kind of. You go back to that kind of feeling, yeah. From my perspective, he 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 knows who I am. So like, when I get his honest of Bro, opinion f- on stuff, like he knows me because he grew a, up with me. You know what I mean? I had a conversation the other day where like friendships, man, they should be ten times more valued than they are. <laughs> because like, 
But real friendships, though, not surface level stuff. Yeah, yeah, almost. Oh, but like, it takes. I'd rather be. But like, the only with way that people. it can graduate from surface level to actual is friendship to is if you if you prioritize, put you know, the time on it, appreciate yeah. them for what they are. Yeah, because it's the like time. in partner in in like you know romantic relationships. Regardless of how open and and communicative you are, there are going to be things that you just can't be one hundred percent about all of the time yeah, without just basically being destructive. Yes, you know. Yeah, and so who's the person you're going to go to when you want to be one hundred about that shit? And that's your friend. You know, whether it be your family member yeah. or your best friend, like and and that's that's like, you know, like as. 100% safe space where you can talk about anything 100%. 100%, bro. It, that's like, friendships should be 10 times more valued than they are. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate, like, my squad, family, you know. Yeah, and I appreciate, like, the, I just appreciate time. Like, time is my kind of, I've learned that time is, like, currency for me to, like, the material things of, like, money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you can use money to be able to impact more people or yourself, but... I've really learned that, like, giving someone, like, a minute or, like, five minutes or ten minutes, like, that's, like, I, I've learned that that currency is kind of my main value exchange. Mm. Like, understanding your value exchange is, like, I like doing that. Like, I'm happy around to sit sit down and give people, like, my whole day. But, of course, I need, like, if I do that, I probably need to like take like two really days off. <laughs> I have to take two days off, but like you know what I mean. You're gonna be I paying rent with that value. <laughs> if you know what I mean, no, but like I can't like do that all the time. Yeah, but yeah. like I like to give, sit down and give people time or listen and understand. And even if it was five minutes, like that five minutes might actually like just like be all they need to just push through. Or I don't know. I just give them a hinge to mm. open up that door or whatever, like that tool or that time or That's I don't know. Metaphor. Give them a hinge. To give them a hinge to open the door. Like not I the, don't know. Not the door. No. Not the door. No, but it's already got a doorknob on it, bro. Like don't judge my doors. Like <laughs> I didn't know if the metaphor accounted for doorknobs. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but you kind of get what I mean. No, it's definitely, like, definitely. You know, like what's your like? Um, That's that. But yeah, it's that. It's that thing. It's like it's like fucking one hundred percent like friendships when you can. Take your mask off more than yeah, you can be a like romantic relationship. Is that's like bit the balance, though. Yeah, how the yeah, how the hell are you gonna shred that? And that's one of those things. Where it's like I remember I had some weird conversation. I brought it up in a track, but it was like um, those random like love languages, right? Mm. Like five yeah, love languages. Yeah, yeah, huh. Um, as lame as the concept may be to some people, it's true. Um, it's one of those things. Where it's like um, you know, it's like material. Um, and then acts of service, and then words of affirmation, and then um, quality time. I forget the last one because okay, okay, okay. it's obviously not as relevant. I get what you mean, though. Like but I think for, for me, it was like quality time is definitely like up there, along with words of affirmation, because you know, conversationalist. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm, I'd assume it's similar for you. Yeah, like you mean like words of affirmation from you receiving words of affirmation, or are you giving them? A bit of both, eh? Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both ways, a balance, like eh? But for different people, for different like reasons. Wanting to receive and not giving it. Out. Yeah, hard. <laughs> you, you can't, can't be like one way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be just be like going to the bank and just taking yeah, yeah, some yeah, money yeah. and then not expecting to like pay any sort of interest because it's just like I don't know. That's a silly. Like, what's the equi- oh anime? 
Full Metal Alchemist. Mm. You seen that before? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't so get the power all of Brotherhood though because I oh, watched yeah, the original like a few yeah. times before I watched that. So. Yeah, but like no just offense. that. But again, it's just that power of equivalent exchange. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. As I kind of work on that model, like it's kind of well, I try to. I mean, if I was to do everything, I would try my best I do. to do it's that. Almost, it's almost created problems in the past because <laughs> I've, I've been like, you know, there's more shallow relationships. And I'm just like, wow, you ain't, you ain't putting in, bro. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut off the dead meat right here. I'm going to so. have to take the umbilical cord off of yeah, like and, this and time. People yeah. would just assume that, you know, like I'm quite shallow. But it's like, if you want to, you know, make music, then we'll make music together. If you want to converse, yeah. you know, About further than that, stuff, then, yeah. then let's do that. But I'm not going to put in what I don't get out. And, hard, and hard, hard, hard. I've got my friends who I can talk 100% with and I'm totally open to any and all conversations. But at the same time, like, What's if, the if you aren't contributing that, then, then I'm not going to do all of the work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, uh, I've had friends in the past and, and friends who I've, try to keep that balance up with who who are definitely um they're putting in more than they receive out of their friendships and stuff and you know it's hard for them mm. because they it's it's, it's crea- it creates an imbalance it's a, it's a it, tiring it process bro yeah it is a tiring process and so like you know i'll i'll try and be honest and i'll try and give it back but i'll be honest when i can't and so, yeah and and they'll always ask for advice and i'd be like well if they aren't putting in what you're ben, putting in, then please yeah, hard. don't expend effort where it's not being, you know, reciprocated. One hundred. I think that's what we were saying, like probably in the first like two minutes when like picked you up and spot, like, you, like sometimes it's like it's okay to say no or like yeah, definitely. Or just yeah. to, it's to that thing like that's why I always been offer options. Yeah, know, like, I'm always like yeah, you can, yeah, if yeah, we can do it if possible. You know, and I'll try and make it up to you, and you yeah, know what? It's even this, bro. Like we've been like yarning for for a hot minute about like stuff, but like you know, like we're not gonna like it's organic, like you know that. Like just, I'm not like, oh, it needs to be this day, this hen, whatever. Like mm. you got your own stuff to be dealing with. Like, yeah, yeah, most like definitely. my like oh, sitting on this couch isn't the most important thing to me. Yeah, yeah, but like it's worthwhile when we do link that's, because we've been we've been built not building another, up for it. That's you know what I mean? Thing. Yeah, and I totally. It's worth I, the wait. I I one hundred percent agree with that sentiment because one of the other things. Don't rush the process. Yeah, one of the other things is like I won't see some of my friends for years at a time, mm. but if they know that I'm like still there. One hundred percent still there, and also like I still have that insane appreciation. I'm still 100, huh. like, and, you know, regardless of how my, a few of my values may shift, I'm still, you know, that person to them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm a lot, you know, most of my friends know that. They don't need that kind of validation all the time, well, you know. Even and Even for us, bro, like, exactly. this is the longest conversation that we've probably had in our whole lives, to be honest, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Like I'm, I'm just trying to think of like. Any I don't time know if we could talk one. for like an hour about Dragon Ball Z cards or something. Yeah, because yeah, back then we were just like, well, I was for just DBZ, DBZ, whatever, blah blah blah. blah. Um, Pokemon was pretty hot back then. It was hot. Wheeling and dealing Pokemon cards and like the beef of people going to your backpacks and stealing your yeah. Dragon Ball Z cards and you knew who it was. And well, do you remember when we went through the phase of like um, 
<laughs> those things on the, the hubcap kind of tire. Ah, uh, like the the <laughs> um the yeah 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 yeah. But um, where you blow the air up for like fifty cents. But, but it was like that. selling them. It was just like, go stealing like lucky like, bones. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd just go stealing friggin' little gold screwy things off off people's. Like ear pump, and you're and you're like you're lame if you didn't have like like at least a few golds oh, or silvers. Oh no no no! There was another thing. I don't know we're digressing again, but like this is all this is all part of the vibe. But you know the bottle yeah, of yeah. like oh yeah, and then you make the, and then you you make make the, the little the, the the F bracelets or whatever. Like <laughs> it's like girls are so silly. It'd be like, like if you snapped it, then you have, then then you're gonna have sex or some shit. <laughs> That's what it was. The fuck bracelets. That's it, it was, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. cooked, bro. It was like this, like, not going to say, like, names, but it was, like, two girls that were, like, we were in primary school with. It was, like, part of this clique of, like, mm. that would, like, start all these sort of things. Like, it was buzzy. Like, the seasons of pop shoes mm. and fuck bracelets. And um, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. That vibe. Absolutely. Buzzy, though, eh? But I'm just, like, stoked that we've just been able to link up, you know what I mean? It's been fine. And we haven't really talked about the science of like like a lot of your music and the sound, but like people it doesn't really matter to be honest, because we're just doing our <laughs> thing. Because like this is like it's probably important for I you mean, to hear yeah. all this journey I to then get a p- better appreciation when we do discover your music after yeah, seeing yeah, this absolutely. or other way around. I am um, yeah, exactly. If you know what I mean, I, I understand I, the drivers. I, like if, if, so good. If, if there's one thing about like my tunes, it's that like I don't want it to be like you know one dimensional, you know. So oh, like, yeah, it's boring. And and I hate people who over explain it because everybody's gonna get their own thing out of it. And like diversity is is is, I wouldn't say it's a strength, but it's something I definitely <laughs> commit yeah. to. Yeah, so definitely. you know, I'm not gonna even pretend like you know I want it to be defined by some kind of um, you know artist biography character kind of thing because it's it's not ever developing ever changing and i honestly i feel sorry for people who get defined by like one genre like they have to literally characterize like nas you're ill medic and you can only do all ill medic and you have to do that sound i mean sweet and it's like and that's why i i I openly respect people who who explore gender blondies and (laughs) yeah yeah and because like you know like as you're actually like I know I don't have like a massive fan base or whatever, but it's like it's 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 rough if as a fan you expect the exact same thing every time. Like that, that's nah, um, uh, that's like a harsh pressure to put on an artist, man. Well, <laughs> like, there, there was the whole thing. Like I probably like thinking talked about heaps of um, like these kind of artist conversations. Like I talk about all these all the time because I can nerd out. But for me, there was like two artists. No, there was three artists actually. I put three artists in. I'm sure like, you could put ten. Probably, <laughs> but I just and this, again, this is just my bias. <laughs> don't have time. It could do, but like, I just it was a certain era for me, and it was probably again like when I get into that late high school kind of university stage when I'm really delving into music. Two thousand and four was a good year. Mm. Just that era, but for me, I find these three artists. Like, I mean, people can't see it, but like, I'm just a stan of like Kid Cudi. Yeah. But, like, some people were just like, oh, you're on a cutty wave. But I was like, nah. Like, I just like that music because he was kind of really the first artist that I actually discovered from the beginning to now. Yeah, see yeah. the journey. But, like, the sounds were so 
atmospheric and then like and he definitely explored different genres and sounds yeah, his, and his just vulnerability his, you know day and night got famous because there was also an electro version you know like that's straight uh-huh. off the bat you know but day and night was like blew <laughs> up first in australia yeah because exactly. he came over on tour and it blew up I and mean, then the crooks remix and then, and then you, you know, listen to a monkey bar and shit song, yeah. and they're both fire that's like credit like credit yeah. to cutty's genius but then like it was like cutty for me i mean it was Khan no it was Kanye and like Lil Wayne around that era, like 2008 era. I've mm. talked about it. Like, like Kanye dethroned like 50 Cent get, get, uh, Gangster Rap, and then um, you well, needed that. You not dethroned it, but kind of was the the contrast of that at that time. But then he did graduation, which was kind of the end of his high school. And what did he do? He didn't do like I don't know first first yeah. day job or whatever he did 808s and just completely like yeah. switched it well i reckon um like, i'm biased but i reckon it's because he was a producer first <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had more confidence exploring those other sounds hard and that's probably the thing that's like being able that's to the create same like sounds why i appreciate jaylib and stuff Produces yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can hard <laughs> but they're the ones that are doing the soundscapes for people to yeah, be able to do stuff exactly. yeah and, and I think that's the same reason why it. like people like kerry hilson and neo and all of them blew up because they were Writing songs for other people. It's the same reason like why dream. Party Next Door yeah. is one of my favorites. Hard party, dream. yeah. They're writing songs for other people that are blowing up like yeah. hell. I like they the producer songwriter stuff. Because they like, they already, you know, like they, he wrote work, you know? Like and like part, he's making money off that. So and parties, so like, if you listen to like the Party Next Door work demo, oh, bro, it's so fire. Like, well, I listened to, I listened to that, like, kind of like, a couple of Do weeks you know, ago, and it was just like it sounded better. Like, yeah. but again, it's just like I just got value of the people who create the melody and the cadence or whatever. And then I was watching, like, hey, I'll give this to you because you're gonna sound better on it, and you're always gonna change your life. Yeah, yeah. Dope. It's like a token. Like it's giving. Yeah. It's not like thinking that he's like the man. I mean, like trying to be whatever. Like it's not collaboration. Like it was insane you know? how Kanye ended up dropping some fire verses. His <laughs> verses were actually just like. Just in general. Insanely, yeah, it's like hilarious, witty, you know, social yeah. commentary. Yeah, hard. They were brilliant. Like yeah, I'm, hard. I can honest, like I'm, I'm honest about how like my, my lyrics aren't my strength. <laughs> but but, but, no, but your vibe was insane. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I like to focus on like the ambience that, and the feel, the environment you know, that you're exactly creating within everything. the sound because you have different sounds as well, right? Like. Yeah. And you've got different kind of avenues where you express different kind of <laughs> yeah. av- like things. Like you've yeah, got yeah, like... Exactly. Like I said, I consistency like, is going to get even worse. <laughs> but that's cool though. But that's cool though. Like, like, because you've got like Scapegoat Mercy and that's kind of the first and foremost that is everything. Everything that's like from producing everything that you... Is it everything that you hop on? Not everything that you hop too. on is yeah. produced by you, but like... Most of it. Most of it, eh? Most of it starts as me making the beat. <laughs> and then you create I don't your think own. I've actually jumped on something that I didn't make the beat. But you get high on your own supply sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of like 2008 Lil Wayne Carter 3 just listening to yourself. Do you not know who's underrated bit. with variety? Um, well, not underrated at all. Kendrick. No. I, was, I was listening to an interview about Kendrick. But yeah. then I was thinking it was one of those things. But where did he come from? It, he it, came from Outcast and Andre. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... Uh, Andre 3000 is a god. But uh-huh. it's like also like Kendrick is a testament to um, like if he didn't blow up 
then he wouldn't have felt confident doing anything but gangster rap, basically. Because he was he started off doing freestyling stuff. Yeah. If he didn't have, if he didn't have the financial banking, then he wouldn't have made six and eighty, and then branched off to make Tip for Butterfly and whatnot. It was a collaborative family process with Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Because but like he, he was able to be the good kid, man. Like he's, he was a concept. It was a concept. Like he yeah. is a good kid in a mad city. It's a concept in itself to be able to like, blah. Yeah. But I reckon, but you know, earlier, stylistically, he, like earlier he just was like doing like freestyles, you know, and and like more traditional gangster rap. And, yeah. if, and if it was up to what his fans were expecting, he probably would have stayed doing well, that. Well, he would have, he came up with like the game. Yeah. Like the game put J-Rock and him on the LAX tour. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just, the game is one of my favourites, like regardless of his personality. But this is me just, monk, but yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, no, like if, if it was up to what fans were expecting, he, he would have been in made, this. Yeah, yeah he yeah. would have made that box, that box genre. Cookie cutter gangster yeah, exactly. rap. Not, no offence to cookie cutter gangster rap. but like, And it's not, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's, it's a reflection of the environment. Gangster rap is fucking amazing as well. Yeah, but hard. You know, my... Yeah, no disrespect to you. Like, when I say cookie-cutter... Yeah. Uh, they kind of s- swerve towards more experimental shit, and that's not mm. you know, anything less than obvious. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's like any sort of music art form, like, grows, like, the, again, um, the the sources of information that you're drawing from or inspirations, they become greater at every waking day because there's always people creating and mm. new sounds to be, like, discovered. So, like... You're back in like, oh man, you're like Nas. What was he like from a hip hop technicality standpoint? Who was he drawing from? Like the pool was this. Whereas like now, like uh, the next Kendrick or whatever. I don't know. Do you know that. what cracks me up? What's that? What was that Kid Cudi album that everybody loves to hate? That was like basically hardcore. Indie Cud? Not Indie Cud. Or was it? Oh, Speeding Bullet to Heaven. There you go. Yeah. And hard. now, what's becoming popular? You know, you know exactly that. You exactly. Know exactly yeah, <laughs> it's like that, like that, like thrash punk. It's like how everybody took thing. five years to basically reinterpret 808s and heartbreaks. <laughs> yeah, it's like 808s and heartbreaks. Future, then, like, future duty sprite two. House of balloons. <laughs> it's like it's like Toronto, Atlanta, and being vulnerable. Like, it's 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 one it's of those, the sound of the last. Yeah, speed and well, it's basically. <laughs> takes a while But then By then it's like What's the next one Yeah if, well If you're listening to friggin Yeah you know, I don't even Know how to shit Machine Gun Kelly I don't know <laughs> what, Who makes that shit Genesis Oh Wushu uh, OT Genesis is, is, Like um, I'm in love with the girl Nah There's this uh. guy uh, Genesis uh, OW <laughs> Genesis Genesis Something energy. like that And then there's Oh who's the other guy Who I really love But I can't remember his name but yeah, anyway, like they're making kind of like more hardcore punk rock influence stuff. Mm. And I was like, well, Cuddy, don't watch He did it. Uh, he broke the <laughs> door. You've been here and you shredded him for it. Or do you remember like Lil Wayne Rebirth? Nah. Yeah. No one really does. But it's interesting because it was like. What, what, like what track would I know of it? Oh, it's not many remember it. No, it's the uh, album. It was his rock album. Oh, God. After, like, no, no, no. But uh, this With, is like, the thing. Kevin. Kevin Rudolph, like Kevin is that, Ru- that like soft I rock? rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like no, but like, do you think that the, and the he thing signed Limp Biscuit to Young Money? Yeah, 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 and Kevin Rudolph going, and yeah. Jay, Jay yeah. Sean. But like back in that like 
like Kanye graduation era, what did he do? He went 808s and heartbreak. Like Lil Wayne at that point was like cut a three. He was the biggest thing since sliced bread on but every single song. But then he had song. his weird yeah. oh, did he go rebirth? But then he went Kanye. rebirth afterwards yeah, yeah. because that showed that it's not just like one that's, thing. That's, that's, it's, it's I something love, else. I love that. It's if like that Kid Cudi with speeding building. If that's, if that's a freaking trend, then I am all aboard. Like where it's like you do one that's like mainstream appealing. And then you else. just go off on the freaking tangent. You go on your mainstream A side, and then your B side is actually the one that is like sticking. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the, the one that you really want to pressing. Do. It's the one that's pushing the pushing the culture forward. Yeah, that's why I think of like every, that's why I've got massive respect for like Kanye because every single album you you're gonna check it because you don't know what he's gonna come with. Yeah, like because you respect him as like what he's done. <laughs> Imagine like, if five like, years from now people are just making <laughs> Christian music. <laughs> They're a gangster. Like, yeah. They're like, they cray and everything. It was like Grits. Do you remember Grits? Like, My Life Be Like? Oh, my Life Be Like. That song got played so often. It yeah. was on like Too Fast and Furious or something. It's like edgy, it? edgy sort of. Life like this. And no, I know, I, I know, definitely it's a bit, it's know the song. Thing. I almost know half the lyrics just it's because like, other people liked it. Yeah, it's like Grits and like kind of that era of oh, kind of like the nuts and stuff. Was it off in the Need for Speed or something? think so everybody liked that song and it was the same time when like Lil John and Eastside Boys all that freaking you know Crunk. snap music was <laughs> yeah but this is the thing like that birth like them ATL oh, them franchise boys oh, oh I used to listen to them oh yeah left tap yeah but I like them like over high school like I kind of I was like real into that dance music I like dancing. Bro, it was so good. And I we all it. looked so idiotic trying to do that snap dance as well. Snap dance. I mean, like, but then, you know, teach crank me how to duggy and crank dance. And crank that was the OG kind of like, like crank that was the OG TikTok dance. Soldier Boy talks a lot of shit, but he did start some, start some movements. No, hard. He was like the first YouTube like superstar. He, like, he, was, he, he was the he first artist famous to pop because he put, his, he put his song, um, you'd look up. Anything, Rick Cross. He'd look up a Rick Cross song, and it would be Soldier Boy, under a different name. That's crazy. And that's one of the reasons he got famous is because he put all of his shit under different names on Napster. <laughs> you like you just it, it was the original Rick Roll, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, that's fire, bro. It's just hilarious. But it's just like sign of times because, like, I mean, like that's where like we can remember. <laughs> I, I talk about it, like, this is actually probably a cool question to you. I know we've been talking for a minute, but, I mean, this is just what it does. Like, Yeah, we're going to be talking for a minute, even if there's no microphone on. So I might as well just, <laughs> might as well just do it. We've been doing it for a while. But yeah, like, I need to piss it sometimes. So. Yeah, so we'll just do it, we'll just do it, and then we'll end with a song. But, like, there's probably, like, something to, like, think about. Like, we can look back to the 90s, mm. and, like, it's distinctly different to, like, now. Like, in 30 years, like, 15 years ago, Really, we're I don't know. Like, data, internet was slow. We didn't have computers in our pockets. Like, we didn't have technology to be able to do this so easily. I mean, now it's like phew, different. Like, it's just such a, like an interesting like being able to have that perspective. Yeah. Of like what it was before, but like, I wonder <coughs> what like the, like people that we look at oh, all these kids on like all this sort of stuff now. But people on social media are probably like gonna be like going to be the old school people and the people with like VR like implants and shit are going to be like the next wave mm. like, all about VR that shit's gangster it is like immersive experiences eh? mm. yeah it's real cool which is fire 
I don't know. I just, I just find like, just like, ni- I, I'm, I'm biased because I am nineties baby, but like, I like being a nineties baby just because of like, we were talking about different things like Beetleborgs and bloody like sticky TV or what. Do those you remember eras that um, Teen Wolf on campus? Show? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like, bring that shit back. Like, what, what was that? And the other one was, oh, what was that hilarious one? Um, and it was like reboot or something. And oh, it was all know. 3D, and you look back on it now, and it was so terrible. It was one of those ones that's so on what now, time. I think. Yeah, yeah, so ahead of its time, huh? No, not really. But yeah, was that going to be a question? Sorry? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a little bit of a thing, but it's like, what do you think is going to like happen in the next, like, 15? Like, if we've kind of, like, progressed, we different, like, 15-year eras, <clears> like, what do you think is going to be... The sound of music, but even just like just the sound life. of music. <laughs> the Musicals are going to be really good. The soundscape. <laughs> Musicals set in World War Two. Fanta- Fire. Fantasia twenty thirty. <laughs> as long as you can get a singing Nazi, mean. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think the soundscape's going to look like in fifteen years, or even just like life in fifteen reckon, years? What do I, you What do you think? If you were to kind of like, so I reckon there'll be there will always be, um, like uh, 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 the electronic. Scene will go even heavier, yeah, to the point where it's almost all industrial, like super distortion, <laughs> super super industrial, yeah, because yeah. it is an escape and it's good at doing uh. that. And then I reckon, at least in the next four or five years, there'll be a, a massive push towards uh, actual musicality, mm. actual instrumentation, like actually gone going actual, back to where it started, yeah, like yeah. Beethoven, like, Mozart sort of stuff. I wouldn't say classical, but I I reckon there will be Live hopefully more um more kind of emphasis on on modern classical music because it is um insane, yeah. Um, Hard. but more like you know, like for instance, Justin Bieber's latest song. I'm sure they yeah. made an electronic version of that and then played it all on instruments. Like we know, and it was amazing. Yeah, huh. and it sounds good. It sounds organic, and well, he is. Regardless of whether you like them or not, quite a, a, an amazingly gifted musician. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, like, but is that vibe mm, stripped down and starting from scratch in yeah, a way? Yeah. But like using like modern contemporary like and tools. Regardless to be able of whether, because our generation is getting older, and we consume music at the same rate. Yeah, you know, like if not more. So it's like, yeah. that's be interesting. Yeah, I reckon it'll be a push towards more organic sounding arrangements. Um, and stripped back kind of stuff, but at the same time, I'm biased because that's where I'm heading. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's interesting, eh? So we've only got. F- I've only. I'm gonna look at it at like it's 25. Well, one hour, 25 minutes. I've got two two last things. Thanks. So if you if you lasted this long, if you <laughs> you know, good effort, man. Good effort. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I don't even yeah, know she's if I'm happy. gonna listen to it this long. <laughs> Monumental moment of just doing this and talking some real stuff. Yeah, I mean, not everyone comes on the couch, but like, I'm just a giver, and like, that's just a cool, it's just a cool artifact. Oh, am I getting this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Thank you. No, no, no. But like, this is kind of just like I just. You already know, like, the records, and it's not, like, a set-up, like, choose a book drop, but, like, it's just I appreciate the yarns, if you know what I mean, bro, because, like... I appreciate I get a lot of energy from it, and, like, it's just valued, you know, after, like, knowing each other for, like, 25 years, like, we can have probably the longest conversation we've ever had in 25 (laughs) years, probably, like, talk more 
in this van across our whole span. <laughs> so this is massive respect, and this is Timbo Magoo. Welcome Timbo to our Linden world. Magoo. Welcome to our world. And like, why did you even choose that for the backdrop, bro? Maybe just like do a quick little like <clears> spiel <throat> as to why you chose that. Like, I know there was a lot to choose from, but why that one? Well, Timberland is just a force in himself. Hard. He, he changed Go. the landscape of hip hop and R and B. Virginia, yeah, him and Pharrell, yeah, Missy. Between him and Pharrell, yeah, I reckon they just. They, uh, are, are they the goats for like hip hop and R and B to you? Without a doubt, eh? Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who've got a massive like influence. Yeah, but like, you know, as 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 a team, like him and Missy. We're, we're vital in and bringing the visuals, like and bringing like a more exper- experimental element to hip hop, you know, like really Buster and Missy, they opened um, they opened the floodgates for just wild, wild, visual, weird, out the gate stuff. stuff. Because yep. you could argue that like Tribe Called Quest and all of that stuff had it already, but yeah, but they did they, it they, they didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't do it with the finesse, yeah, production wise that they did it. Yeah, hard. It's fire, and it was like. You know, Kanye was someone who changed the game as well. But, but he he but came from this tree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he came from these. He seats. came from he 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 embraced a culture that they helped create. Hard, hard, and easy. That was, that was modern modern hip hop, not gangster rap and like mm-hmm. modern hip hop. It was taking yeah, it's pretty yeah, much so doing like everything. About how Moss? You think about that. how modern R and B shifted when like Future Six Love Sounds came out. Mm. And yeah. how like all of the electronic elements that Timberland was experience, experimenting with just yeah. totally changed. changed. Yeah, and just that like... And Pharrell getting into like producing for Britney Spears and, you know, like... Yeah, <laughs> And Justin Timberlake again. I think just again, Justin you know? Timberlake like was like... <laughs> yeah. When just that like came out, I remember him and it was like an MTV movie, Music Awards and that was the first time he played the song and he yeah. came down on a in a massive cassette Cassette Eish. deck, and then he <laughs> came down, That's and crazy. that changed the game, man. But it's like, but it's having an understanding, eh? But like, yeah, Pharrell, Timbo, without a doubt, yeah. But they've had longevity, yeah. They're still pumping stuff and out. Timbaland and Timbaland and Magoo was always just um, that was a testament to me appreciating the production uh, aspects it. of it. Yeah, hard, and uh, just understanding the influence they had as producers. From a sound, like from yeah, an yeah. area, and how like how it translated from like that area to yeah, yeah to take over, <laughs> pretty much take over the whole game <laughs> or the whole world at that point because yeah, yeah. it was on every single. No one people were like, I don't like hip hop, but I'm gonna listen to like yeah, Justin yeah. Timberlake. Exactly. But like it is hip hop because That's it's produced yeah, yeah. by these people. Unfortunately, so my friend, you're basically <laughs> yeah. listening to hip hop. Exactly. No, I'm not. I'm just yeah, yeah. Wasn't Anyhow. that screwed up that had like a three six mafia on it? Hard. Chopped me up. Chopped me up. Yeah, yeah, hard. It did actually. And then it had what? Like it was funny because a ti like T.I., yeah. Well, it's just the blend that era of that like that late two thousand mid two thousands late two thousands. Yeah. Um, just before the tens, before the tens, it was just like crazy, like monumental stuff. That shaped everything. Yeah. I know I talked about like <coughs> Cuddy and Kanye and stuff, but yeah, they did play a part, probably Cuddy in the last 10 years. But but like they all broke down every single, every album, we kind of referenced or artists, broke down doors for other people to 
take it further and take it further and take it further and not repeat and do the same thing. Yeah, most dear. Because why? Yeah, most dear. Because <laughs> exactly <laughs> another one. But like, okay, the last thing is the sort of Kiwi show. Um, always a platform to showcase NZ. Um, if you were to pick like a New Zealand song, I know we came through with um, Shay Fu, Mysterious Vibe, but if you were to pick another one, um, that was just your favourite NZ song or just one that you want to give a, a, a shine to, whether it's like, just whatever. Like if you were to pick a song to end on and write out to, what would it be? That's from like a New Zealand artist or whatever. Like, um, I know it's like putting you on the snap. spot. Snap. I know, snap, pepple, snap, Snap, crackle, pot. Maybe Angels by Decepticons. That's one of my favourite, like, it's one of my favourite songs. Um, um, this New Zealand hip-hop songs, once I find out. Do you just want to, I'm um, having a, a moment trying to cue it up. What did you actually pick that song? Like, what does that song actually mean to you? I don't know. I was trying to go, you know, go back to the era when we were actually hanging, <laughs> and just like what and, it and what what because I was listening to a lot of um, you know, music from all over the world. So I was like, what was I actually listening to back from New Zealand back then? Yeah, yeah. But it's a cool song because this is the kind of interesting thing that eventually, if I do enough of these, it will kind of it'll be really rare if someone came up with exactly the same song from the same artist. Like, it'll be yeah. interesting. Um, but it's cool that we're all, there's so many people doing different things. Yeah. Um, but bro, like, shot for your time, brother. Like, it's no, just I awesome. It, you know me. Like, it's just fire. And I just got a lot out of it. And it was just cool. Just kick it and shot for the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And just shot for the vibes. It's nah, all good, bro. Much appreciated. Nah, it's cool, man. Like, this is just, I love doing it. So Take this it back is... Take home to Dunnis. <laughs> Play it on loud Exactly But nah It's cool bro But nah Thanks again And shout out to all you guys out there If you get it to the end um, Whether you're listening to On Spotify YouTube Or whatever Whatever audio Or visual thing That you're doing Go and check out the bro um, A lot of stuff Because there's Probably stuff coming this year oh. um, As always There's always yeah, some stuff <laughs> um, Which is awesome Which you know Leave him to talk about it Outside of this um, mm. But just If you haven't checked him out Check him out I think you have an, A pretty cool idea Of how awesome this brother is So Much We're gonna love. play P Money No Decepticons Fallen Angel Produced by P Money Fire Tune And we're right out to it um, Shop for listening Catch you's later Experience and messy cumulus clouds from